Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Community Talk. I'm your host, Peter J. Today's guest is Calvin Simpson. Calvin is an author of Life Through the Eyes of a Smile, and uh, he's also an entrepreneur, and um, he's the sales manager for Homes by Avi in the new community of Livingston in Northwest Calgary. So, you know, a very diverse individual, but we had a really great time chatting about um, getting out of your comfort zone and being shy and and uh, a lot more kind of great uh, philosophies and, and things that you can take um, to kind of burst out of that uh, comfort zone and and feel better um, about yourself in general. Um, you know, some specifics I took away were uh, some things about networking of how to get yourself out of the comfort zone and, and how to network. But you know what? We dived in deep about what his book was like, um, actual communities, where they came from. This episode has a lot, guys. So really listen through and, you know... Um, um, listen to what Calvin says because there's tons and tons of value here. So, hey, let's check it out. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I am Peter J. Welcome to this episode of Community Talk. I am with the amazing Calvin, Sim- Calvin Simpson. He's an entrepreneur, author of Life Through Eyes of a Smile, and co-host of the extremely popular podcast, Entrepreneur Sales School. Calvin, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, man. I'm excited to be on Community Talks. Quite a little bit of a burst there, right? <laughs> but you got a long resume, my friend. And, um, it is, you're- yeah. Super thrilled to have you on the show, and it's because um, you're you're such a diverse person. Mm-hmm. You're we're as you can tell if you're watching the video right now. We're in a beautiful show home, so you're the sales manager for uh, these new home builds in the brand new community of Livingston in the northwest community of Calgary. Absolutely, Correct. yeah. Homes, homes by Abby in Livingston, and uh, piece of that, and why I'm so excited to be on the show and talking about community is I've really learned over my years the importance and the value in community and that's really what wound me up here is I get the chance to help build a community out here. Right, right. So I guess let's dive into that moment then. I mean, I like uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cover a lot <laughs> of who you are, but I mean, this is what you're doing right now. So yeah. um, that's, that's actually, I never even thought of that. That's mm. super cool and exciting. Um, what's the difference from your experience of being in a well-established community that's built, uh, it's got the convenience of the stores as into now actually helping build that community and watch it grow. And cause I mean, even right outside it's, it's a new community you're going through. Uh, it, it, it's, it's sludgy. It's gross. There's construction everywhere. How do you, um, what's the main difference for you? Yeah, for sure. So where, where my mind automatically goes with that one, um, this community specifically and why I'm excited to be here is they're building it like they used to build communities. And now we'll touch on it, I'm sure, in the upcoming minutes here. But a big focus for me with Life Through the Eyes of a Smile is all focused around well-being. Okay. And so bringing this all together, communities, you can actually measure the well-being. And there's a, a pretty infamous guy out of Edmonton. Name slips my mind right now, but he's looking at actual numbers like gross nasty gross national happiness and measuring well-being within communities. This community is actually being built how they used to build communities. So they used to build communities around churches. They used Mm. to build them around community centers. They used to build them around gathering places. Okay. And that's how this community is being built. We went through these stages of construction and these stages of building communities where the developers said, hey, you know what? Let's make some money. Ultimately, that's what we're in this to do. Let's jam all the houses in. Let's make this concrete jungle, make the most money out of it. Maybe there's a park here, but really that park was just put in there so that we could hit some of these uh, 
these regulations from the city that you need X amount of park space. Or space we couldn't use for homes in a way. That's where they're positioned, I guess, right? Yeah. So people, they're sitting in their home and there's really no gathering place. So there's really no sense of community. You look across the street, you see the concrete jungle, you see a box, box house on the other side and you have to drive five minutes to get to a grocery store. You have to drive five minutes to get to A, B, C, and D. And there's really no gathering place in a community. And that, what that does is actually brings the well-being of that community down when you stare out your windows and all you see is concrete, the research around that is it closes people off. It doesn't make connections to their neighbors. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now are going to be thinking, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's how I'm living. I don't it's know true. my neighbors. Uh, but <laughs> I'm like, a concrete jungle. But you're so crammed <laughs> together. That's funny. You don't know your neighbors, but you're, you're living like within the confinements of right next to them, right? It's, I'm sure you can't help but hear them sometimes depending on the build and, and all yeah. that other kind of jazz. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's so really being, interesting. Being in this community, how it's being built is there's a homeowners association, there's a pond, there's a massive green space and a hub right in the center. Right. And then they're building out from the center like they used to. So it goes back to those olden times where you used to know your neighbors. There was the meeting place there, the community center, the gathering place. Right. And ultimately that's what fosters the connection. That what That's what fosters the community, just like we're talking about. So Homes by Avi is really going back to the roots of what a community is and I guess redefining that for 2018. Yeah, yeah. That's and what it, Livingston is? It's a, yeah, and it's a big piece of the developer too, for sure. But that's, that's why I'm excited to be here. I mean, you talk, to, you talk to other people and people all look at communities for different aspects, but that's what I look for in community. And I think that having that connection is so vitally important right. that for me is just a common thread throughout my life is creating connection and fostering good quality connection. So it fits right in line with that. So talk about um, a different type of community you have in your life that's serving uh, happiness for you. Like, yeah. Aside from uh, the community of building the homes, what other kind of community do you have? Yeah, that's a great question. So right now, the most salient top of mind thing is actually a personal development community in town called PSI. Okay. So it's, and communities are all, they're all centered around common beliefs, common values. You, you have to have something in common, right? I yeah. mean, we were talking at the start about what draws us to each other. And I think a large part of that is the energy and right. it is the focus on personal development. It is the talking. We're excitable, like damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that guy. He's excitable. That's I want right. to get to know him. That's, that's right. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, even let's backtrack. We yeah. don't even know each other that well. For sure. This is really, I think, our third encounter uh, yeah. meeting. Uh, we met last week and we just decided we should finally do the podcast. But it was, I think, September uh, 2017 that we met at, um, you know, shout out to Christopher Darrell, his yeah, businessist, the Juju Businessist yeah. uh, event, right? So, um, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like that, uh, that energy um, is that palpable, I guess, or that attractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which I, th I do think is fascinating and it, it is if, if you see someone walking down the street, you can very likely tell, of, oh, I would like to get to know them or that person's a little creepy, keep them away from me. Right. But yeah, to answer your question, size is a big community for me now and uh, other communities I have in my life, of course, my friends, my family. But I find that that's something that has been lacking in my past and something that I continually try and build on and I, I slip out of it. I mean, when I wrote my book, I had a wonderful, fantastic community. I was out every single week, building good connections, fostering good connections. And then I slipped out of it a bit at the end, and I found that I wasn't showing up in as positive a way. I mean, when I have a conversation like this, it's like you hook a 12-volt battery up to me, and I come out energized off right, the back end. Yeah. And that's just a good example of how I feel after a good quality connection. Right. So... I find that my life has always been a flux and there's been areas where, you know, I have a great community sometimes and other times it kind of drops out and I have to keep reminding myself that, hey, you know what, 
if I want to show up the best during the day, that having those good quality connections, the phone calls, the sit downs, the coffee with people who I share common interests with, with is so incredibly important. And if I don't do that, now you don't want to be hanging around me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, we we're very similar that way. I have the very exact same struggle. Yeah. Hence why uh, the show is called uh, Community Talk, as yeah. it is. It was um, I've struggled with a way of. Uh, really finding my group of people, man. We don't have to be all realtors. We don't all have to be uh, salesmen in a way, mm-hmm. right? We can have uh, different beliefs. Authors, you know, podcast guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, it can all have uh, kind of uh, these different jobs, I guess, or careers, yeah. but still have these same fundamentals. But what do you find it is when you slip out? Because you 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 almost um, it was like like reading my own book as you said that it's like oh you really get these great connections yeah. you're excited about it it's working and then just you kind of for a big pun here you peed off yeah. <laughs> you know you peter <laughs> off to the thing right like yeah. and and I'm uh, I'm guilty of that and I struggled to always um, I guess it's the maintain uh, maintenance of it what why do you find you lose that maintenance sometimes yeah. Before that, I, w- I just want to know who the Peter was that screwed up the Petered out and Petered off for the rest <laughs> of you guys, right? I thought about that before. It's like, who is this Peter that screwed it all for the rest? <laughs> well, it's 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 funny. This is a this is gonna be another episode, I guess, yeah. right? But uh, puns in general, like sweating bullets. Really, you're sweating bullets. Yeah. You're just sweating a lot, yeah. like a hog or something like that. That's more descriptive, <laughs> right? <like> a hog. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I like it. I'm funny that way. Yeah. So to come back to your question there, I find, I mean, I'm, I'm forgetful. I, I, I start off and I've always said I have to, I've ha- always had to put a big, big effort into creating who I am today and into really stepping into my full brightness and being able to shine in my full capacity. And a lot of the time it's easier just to sit back and a bit of a background for myself. I used to be the shyest kid out there. So this is some of the stuff that I struggle with in my past that is pulled forward into today. Okay. I did a solid eight to 10 years of work just on building people skills, going out there, meeting people, going out there, creating connections, and actually being able to foster that community, but it's consistent work. So right. a lot of the time I'll just get a bit lazy, I'll sit back and I slip out of it, and I'll get distracted by these five, 10 d- different shiny things, and I'll forget what is at the core of me. Mm. And I think a lot of the time we make it way too complex or I make it way too complex. I think that sometimes I can get stuck into patterns of, oh, it has to happen this way. And just like your Facebook saying, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, I always get what I want. And how does it go? Oh, uh, I always get what I want, but I never get it how I want it. Yeah. And that, and I think that is just a brilliant saying and to look into it deeper for myself and how I perceive that is it's very easy for myself to get stuck on a path of things have to happen in A, B, C, and D order. And if it doesn't happen that way, you know what? It's not going to work out. Yeah, when it's not happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When realistically, it's pretty simple. I mean, you set that intention. You just have full belief that it's going to happen. And you just let it, you, you trust yourself, or at least I have to trust myself right. to be in my own, have belief that, you know what? I am capable and I can get it done. And you know what? Maybe it won't work this way and have to be, I have to let go of some of my control, which can be troublesome for me. I love control. Right. Right. (laughs) So like of everything. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely, yeah, I can, I do have a lot of controlling tendencies and I think that's out of my fear of just not wanting to, well, if I go back to when I was younger, not having control over anything because I was quiet and I was shy and I just went along with every single right. thing that people said for me. So it's this, this bit of this delicate balance that I, uh, I at least have to take on personally of focusing on something and not getting too stuck up on how it's going to happen mm. and having that belief. And uh, yeah, I guess looping back into where were we? 
Basically, it's like you, when you slip out of that community, though, like you know you got that good foundation okay, yeah. of people, and like it, it's where you should be. It's, it's uh, what's energizing you. You're out there doing it, uh, yeah. and then you, it's easy to slip off. You know, it's like, how do you get back? And like, what do you think it is that slips off? What I heard there was that it's almost, um, and I call this, uh, it's like, it's in your DNA. You're trying to break all the DNA. But the trouble with that is that part of that DNA is who fundamentally you are. It's what makes you great, but it's also what drags you behind in a bit too. So how do you break off the bad parts and keep the good parts? Because DNA is who you are. Like it's, you know, but like you said, you had those challenges for so long that how do we, it's that constant struggle of going back to who you that used little boy, to be, I guess, Calvin, right? yeah, It's stepping out of that for sure, and that's But you're great. that person for so long, and I think yeah. I, I got to forgive myself for that too. I think yeah. a lot of us do that is that um, we go into these what we call old tendencies, but if you think about it, if you're born into that yeah. habit of being shy oh, yeah. and you didn't figure it out until 22, you were yeah. shy for 22 years. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like trying to quit smoking to a degree. It's harder the longer you do it to it, oh, like, yeah. in a way, right? And um, so, yeah. And it's yeah. easy to slip back into those habits and then continuing on there with the complexity and making things simple a lot of the times I think you know what if I need to go to a networking event and I used to teach this all the time of networking events another thing to add to the resume is I would I would teach people a system where they can go into a networking event and be able to just shed the nerves be able to meet people be able to actually connect with them but that again is almost going too far into the logical mind right. where I can't help people that way but that's I have a tendency to overcomplicate things as well which can really trip me up so if I really want to see results fast and I just want to simplify it, just connection. Right. And I've done a lot of work over the past two years and I've, again, slipped out of it sometimes but come back to it. And I found the one core guiding word that I have which really fires me up, which will create business results, which will create relationship results for me is right. connection. So if I'm not connecting with people and I'm not deeply connecting with them, who cares how it happens? It doesn't have to be network steps one, two, three, four, five. Right. <laughs> it's just, right. hey, are you connecting with people? Are you connecting with them vulnerably? Am I sharing? Am I really getting to know them? And right. that, for me, is what just writes me back on track is the connection. Hmm. It's very simple. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> so we need people. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's like when you start to kind of do your own thing again, it's, uh, we, we lose that and then it's hard to get back. Yeah. God damn, we're similar, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, stepping into, I know there's probably going to be some people who are listening who are more on the research side of things. The last chapter, the last section of my book is all about community. So I think it's just the perfect fit with oh, what we're talking about. Cool. And there's a, there's a couple different studies that I referenced. There's one out of Harvard that follows a group of boys from the time that they, the time they were in their, uh, their school years, and this would be your, your kind of middle school years, then they followed them, and they, it's the longest running study in history, it's around 80 years now, and they've measured well-being subjectively, so asking questions, how are you doing, how are you feeling, that right. sort of stuff, and they've also taken blood tests, they've looked at their physical health, and what they've found over that period of time is that the biggest indicator of well-being is the strong community and the connection they have in their lives. There was presidents on there, there was barbers on there, there were people from all different sects, it didn't matter how much money they're making. Right. There is also research on that that you have to make up to a certain amount of money as long as you cover right. your basic needs. But the core piece that they found was really that community is at the core of well-being. Mm. Another piece of research that's been done is around uh, Sardinia, which I believe is in Italy. Uh, just type in Sardinia TED Talk if you want to see it or Harvard TED Talk. I'm sure it will come up. 
And the Sardinia piece, what they found there is that it's the longest living people in the world. And so they went in and they looked at, hey, what's happening in this? What's happening in this community? Why are they living so long? Is yeah. it the sardines they're eating? Right. Is it that greasy, stinky fish? Totally. Well, what is it though, right? It's got to be something. <laughs> <laughs> and what they actually found is the sense of community there. It's all throughout the generations. There's support right from the grandkids, right all the way up to the, the grandparents. And it's not these big, massive estate acreages. It's these small condominiums where you have, it's, it's almost too small in there to be able to have someone over. So there's these central gathering points and the community is so interconnected that that's a big piece that they pull out of that research is, hey, you know what? It's the community that really is fostering that, that uh, health and that right. long-term well-being. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could totally get that because, I mean, even though I have family in Calgary, we're not like that close. Like, yeah. I mean, we're close together, but uh, not in proximity, yeah. which makes the simplest things of getting together a lot more challenging. Right. So, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, talk about how uh, you start. Like, where did the book come from? Life Through the Eyes of a Smile. Yeah. Like, first of all, uh, why did you need to write a book? Did you yeah. need to write the book? Um, why did you write the book and uh, talk to me about how you came up with that, that name, the title? Yeah, great question. So uh, starting off for me, my, I was drawn to writing a book is just, hey, you know what? This is something I want to accomplish in my life. And I very how much look, uh, I would have been 25 okay. at the time. Yeah, so I looked at it as something that I just wanted to accomplish in my life. And where that came from was all out of being that quiet shy child I had a speech impediment when I was young so I was in speech pathology no one could understand me or at least I didn't think they could understand me so I shut off I closed in I was scared S what a smush whatever you shitless. want yeah that's right <laughs> ah fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah. so I was, I was scared to interact with people I was scared to go out there and hide behind my sister's leg god bless her she would she was really the person who would carry me mm. and um that carried all the way through into high school. I mean, I had a close group of friends, but it was I was scared to walk into a room full of new people. I was scared to talk to women. I was scared mm. to just have conversations. And through college is when I really stepped forward and started looking at books like Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence right. People. There's a book in there as well, The Game. It's all about um, the outside, but I think it's called The Secret Society of Pickup Artists or something like right. that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts superficial, really well marketed, but ultimately that gets into the value of community and deep relationships as well, not just shallow surface relationships. It right. gets into really forging deep relationships. And those books really gave me the first skills to step out and start trying and meeting people. And that's really where things started taking off. And I just kept building on that, building on that. I was doing workshops and I just wanted to share my experience of what I'd gone through to be able to open up and to meet people and create that connection. Mm -hmm. So that's really where my writing first started. And then I decided, hey, you know what? Why not just blog and other stuff that I'm working on, other stuff that I'm struggling with basically and right. share with others to help them. So the blog basically formed into the book at that point, all focused around well-being and connection really. And another key event in my life was in 2010, I was assaulted with a baseball bat. I was out for three months into plastic surgery every single week, getting my jaw reset. My hand was repaired, so that wasn't too bad. It was basically just three months of every single week going in, resetting my jaw. I was so severely broken. And that event also had a massive impact on my life, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, it's man. a pretty big one. I was yeah. in the ICU for seven days straight. And the key pieces I took away from that, and I'm learning more about that every single, every single basically year I dive into it further and further and see more about it and I actually had some big realizations about it uh, recently about how I kind of subconsciously put myself in that situation right. 
Um, but linking back to it is I was in the hospital for those eight days straight and the adults ward, I still go into now and they're gross. Like we talk about seeing people walk down the street and we can kind of read their energy. A hospital, you don't have too much positive energy, right? Yeah, it's negative, yeah. it's nasty, it's, it's almost like you got a shower. Yeah. <laughs> so during those uh, seven or eight days, uh, there was one part of my day that I always looked forward to and that was getting up, going for a walk. I'd look forward to that part of the day because there was energy to it. There was more of a positive energy to it. Mm. And that happened going to the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton. These kids were in there for 60, 90 days. Heck, some of them didn't even come out. And they had a way better mindset and a way better demeanor than us adults. They could actually have a smile and a laugh. Granted, not all the time, but they, they could bust out of that, that crappy mood. Yeah, and that, yeah, hey, you yeah. know what? I'm beating up on myself. All oh, the whole world's against me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sure we can all add on to that yeah, sentence. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And that got me thinking of how some people can be walking down the street, stub their toe, have the worst day of their week, and how other people can be walking down the street, have some real terrible stuff going on, but they can still show up and they can still be quality people and they can still create a positive experience and really not just be mired in the negativity. Right. And that for me was another big piece of it uh, around spreading a lot of the stuff that is in my book around well-being whether it's uh, having a conversation with someone who's visibly hurting in a coffee shop. I mean, some of the conversations I've had with complete strangers are some of the most impactful I've ever had in my life. And it's just being open to them. Right. And just being open to connection and open to cr- spreading community or being open when you see someone and think, hey, you know what? That Peter guy's pretty interesting. I like his energy. Just having a conversation with them can be so, so valuable in the long run. So it was a culmination of those events as well as enjoying the blogging, which then led to my book. Right. And then the title, Life Through the Eyes of a Smile, is I ultimately see success in life being the quality and quantity of smiles that we achieve over a lifetime. And a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily the car, isn't necessarily the boat, isn't necessarily the house. Although at the time writing the book, I really downplayed money. Eh, now I have a much more stronger understanding of money and money allows for great, amazing things. It allows to help people out more. It puts us in better situations. So that would probably be in the second revision of not downplaying money so much. It is right. still very important and people need it to survive. Right. But ultimately, I mean, you're not going to have pictures of yourself unless maybe you're like a rapper or something swimming in your money. You're going to have pictures out enjoying having time with your family, with your friends, in your community. And that for me is you look at those photos and you can tell that's a, quali- that's a quality smile on their right. face. And the piece I throw in there is it's called a Duchenne smile. So it's a smile with your eyes as well. We can tell when someone's fake smiling. Oh, like, exactly. Hey, that's only yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. your mouth. When it comes from the eyes as well, that's a true quality of smile. And that for me is your success in life is how many times you've generated those, those experiences. How do you make someone smile with their eyes when you can tell they aren't or they can't? You say, what the heck is wrong with you? Why are you smiling <laughs> yeah, with your mouth? That's right. you, don't, you don't like my joke? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's a good yeah. start, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of that, con- it's the, to me <clears throat> and my learnings have been, it's, it's on that person, right? Like, there's only so much we can do to help other people out. And ultimately, it's, it's up to them to do some of the work and to dig deeper and think, you know what? Why is this just coming from my mouth? I mean... A lot of the work that I've done in the past around meeting people, it's purely focused on the other person. And I didn't realize at the time, but I would just purely talk about the other person. Like, oh, what's exciting in your week? Oh, that's amazing. Like, tell me about where you grew up and oh, what would you do there? And it's so solely focused on them that I got this feedback after. I didn't even realize it, but the people are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you don't talk about yourself. Like, I want to hear about you as well. It's kind of why I'm here to a degree, right? Yeah. Like that's why they wanted the meeting or they're hiring you for that purpose. Yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, my sister had, she uh, phoned me up one time and started really just uh, asking questions and I would, I would just 
divert from it and I'd shy away from it and I'd just ask her more questions. She's like, Calvin, shut up. Like she's asking you personal questions, yeah. you mean? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I want to hear about you. Like enough about me. It's always right, about me. Right. And that was one of the most impactful moments over these past two years is I realized that I was kind of screwed up in my approach to it. Right. And that I wasn't being vulnerable. I wasn't sharing. And that was a huge issue. Yeah. Because people want to hear that as well, right? It's not just me on the other side finding all about them and just getting deep into their life. Although that still can create a relationship and I have a bunch of beautiful relationships in my life out of that. But ultimately to go to the next level and to really connect with myself and really have that true smile. It's, hey, I got to soak up my own experiences as well. And I have to brag about them a little bit and I have to enjoy them. And right. I have to share them too. Right. So I would say that it comes back to it's, it's kind of on the person and it's tough work. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, well, right. it is. I mean, we're, uh, you do it personally, right? But it, it is. What is that element of like, but it's someone you care about and you kind of know they have it and then they're stuck. Like what, what, I guess, what steps can you make to at least, I guess all you could do is let them know you're there for them yeah. to a degree, right? And then they yeah. open up if they need to. I think it takes a bit of a shock in the world. Just like my sister said, she's like, Calvin, you know what? All you ever do is ask about me. Like I, I want to hear kind about of thing, you. Right? Yeah. And she came at it with compassion. She came at it with caring. And I was like, oh crap, I'm just an autopilot. Like I'm just cruising through. I'm not even taking my own advice or I'm right. missing a piece to my own advice. Right. So I think it's just coming out from compassion and sitting down with the person saying, hey, you know what? Like, I really want to hear about you. you you're not sharing much about yourself. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Right. And really coming at it from a perspective like, how are you doing? Right. And being there for them and creating that space. Cool. And cool. I think it takes a bit of a shock, right? Because uh, we've talked about this before. My favorite saying is you can't say the label from within inside the bottle. Right. And we can think everything's all right. And other people can look at us and be like, oh, that's messed up. Like, you this person, they have something to work on here. And it doesn't necessarily have to be us saying, that's messed up for this reason, it's A, B, and C, but it's coming at it from more of a perspective of trying to draw it out of them. Like, is everything okay? Like, yeah. how, I haven't heard much about you. I'd love to hear more about you. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then having those the people on the other side come to the realization like, oh shit, yeah, I haven't been talking about myself. What is going on? Yeah. Which I used to hate that advice. Like, coaching for me, I always looked at it as consulting. I've hired coaches in the past and be like, tell me what to do. And the good coaches are like, no, you need to come up with it yourself. And that used to be so frustrating because I was like, just tell me what to do. I want to get there faster, blah, blah, right, blah, yeah, blah. Right, yeah, yeah. Give me the manual, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. does a yeah. disconnect, right? Unless we come up with it ourselves, it just doesn't have that emotional connection. I suppose. I think it depends where you are though, right? Because I mean, I think there's, um, there's some things that you need systems in place for. Mm -hmm. And then that's, I guess you really need to know what you're hiring for. You know, yeah. I think that's like due diligence in a way, right? When it comes to that, because it's true. I agree with you and I disagree with you in that case, because yeah. if you're hiring a coach and there's this element of they are going <laughs> to help you do it, yeah. but then they say, figure it out, get real, man. There's, there's elements like even as a realtor, there's an element of it is a feel it's go through it, but I need systems in place, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm still learning that because otherwise you just, you'll never get to be what you need to be. So, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's, <laughs> it's that's balance, a good one. I guess. And, yeah. uh, I guess when I look over my past, I've had a lot of success, a lot of financial success, a lot of success in relationships and there still can be success, which is a bit superficial mm. and it doesn't really, and I like to talk about success and fulfillment. Fulfillment's another layer deeper, right? And there's a lot of people that go to personal development. It's kind of the ultimate example to look at, in my opinion. There's people who have the fulfillment. They're all, they're pretty connected with themselves, but they don't have the money. Right. So those people, it's like, yeah, for sure. It's like, hey, you know what? 
let's dig deeper and give them some of the stuff on top. But there's also a lot of people who found success out of just finding those systems and finding the advice and just going with it. But there's something missing deeper. They're looking for more fulfillment and that's kind of where the emotional piece ties right, in. Right, right. So it's a bit of a mixture of the two. Is that... No, that makes yeah. sense. That, that actually really makes sense. It's uh, and for uh, sure, to you, each their own. Yeah. To each their own. And depending when you, if you join something like coaching, it, I guess it really is where you're at in your business. If you're in a business where you're at spiritually, mentally. Yeah. No, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I guess, um, who is the book for? It's a great question. So I also uh, own a publishing company now. And the first things that we do is we say, you know what, who is this book for? Who is the ultimate person for this to land in the hands of? And the company name at this point is Hatful, so it's happiness and fulfillment tied together. Okay. I see those as two real important pieces. So this book is ultimately for people who are feeling low on that fulfillment level. And those ones who they might have the success, but there's pieces missing like the community. There's pieces missing like going out reconnecting with the world. So it's really people that are feeling lower on that fulfillment and a little bit... A little bit lost in that aspect, if that makes sense. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, um, real quick before we move on, yeah. in this whole element of getting out of your comfort zone, if yeah. you have to go networking and stuff. Right now, I'm that example. I'm shy. I haven't been out of my comfort zone. I know I need to get out. What are a couple quick tips, tricks that yeah. we could do instantly People- to feel better? People are going to think that we had this prepared, but this wasn't prepared, my friend. <laughs> not at all, man. So not at all. Well, my, I'm prepared. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> yeah. my, favorite, my favorite coaching going into that is, you know what? You drive to the event, you ride to the event, whatever it is. A lot of the times in our head, we're like, oh, crap. What if it's a bunch of annoying people there? What if there's no one there valuable? Why am I going to this event? What if the speaker sucks? Blah, 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 blah. I insert a thousand other negative things there. That's what can often populate our mind beforehand where it really comes down to is that the best content to be putting in our heads? Right. The best content for me to be putting in my head before and what I encourage everyone to do is watch a flipping comedy. If you come through that door with a beaming smile on your face like you've just been laughing, people are attracted to that. If you come through the door worried that you're not going to meet anyone and that the speaker's going to suck and blah, 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 blah. It's just going to come to fruition basically that way. So I always say watch a uh, comedy before so you're bringing in a nice light energy. Laugh your butt off. It's a great energy to be walking in with. That's great to walk in with energy, but yeah. now I'm in there. I haven't met some. I'm, well, I you're getting ahead with, of me now. But you're okay, ahead am of me I? Now. Yeah. Okay, well, fin- so, please finish that. The next step <laughs> The next step is most people are going to come walking through the door and they're immediately thinking like, oh, everyone's going to be taken. I can't talk to anyone. To get the mind out of the negative mindset, again, it's, hey, focus on your posture coming through the door and focus on your breathing. When you're slumped over and you're not breathing, it creates a lot of issues. So you come through the door, focusing on your posture, focusing on your breathing, and then you stop at the door and you scan the room. The first person that you connect eyes with, that is more or less an open invite to come in. And let's say, let's say you're getting there near the end, there's a bunch of closed off groups, the toughest example, there's still gonna be someone who invites you in. And if there's not, you know what you do? It's painfully awkward, but you go up, you, you kind of sidle into the group and you just shut up. You don't say anything, because no one hate. There's nothing worse than someone coming in and just start blabbing off on the conversation. Like interrupting and going, sorry to interrupt, my name is Peter, continue. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, and then you wait for, you nod along, you say yes, you, you shake your head, that sort of thing. And you then enter the group from that aspect. And if, you, if you're struggling with stuff to talk about, you start off with, with the easy stuff. It's, hey, you know what, my name's Peter, I'm into real estate, what do you do? And then you get the person talking about that. Like, hey, you know what, well... What was exciting in your day? 
what are you looking forward to this week? Right. And those two questions I think are the most powerful for people. What are you looking forward to this week automatically gets you out of the, the mindset of you just have to talk hard details, boring facts with people, Weather. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> What's exciting this week? You get to hear about what really fires people up and that creates a way stronger connection than just what you do. Although those, what you do in the weather is still important to kind of break into that stuff. Right. But that for me is the ultimate. And there's a, a long list of other things to do, but does that kind of help? Make, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So go in with the right energy, right attitude, mm-hmm. get great posture, and uh, yeah, just make eye, make yeah. eye contact, and try and connect with someone. And don't sit down and be be a loner. I mean, my another tip for myself is you always go early. Be the first person there. Meet the presenter. Meet people as they come in. It's way easier to come into a room early than it is to come into a room late. Right. By that time, people are closed off. They're already sharing. Go there early, and that's another hack, is if you want to meet the speaker, the speaker's always there early, and you can go and introduce yourself and create the connection, right. compared to maybe after the event when they're swamped. Yeah. And they're going to remember you way more out front than they are off the back end. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, those are great, great tips of advice. Yeah, do you have any? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, for me personally, I really don't like when um, I'm trying to introduce myself fully. Like someone I've never met. Hi, I'm Peter Jennings. Yeah. Like I'm not just Peter. Like there's, mm. there's probably not too many Peters in the world, but you know, there's lots of Mikes. There's lots of Johns. Yeah. Like it's like for me, I like saying my full name because it does. You will notice right away. It differentiates. Like you, you stand out. No one else, like barely anyone, says. Hi, I'm Calvin Simpson, like, or hi, I'm ah. Peter. Like, it, it, it does add a way to stick out with confidence. Yeah. And people will notice that. Mm. So that's one thing I kind of like as well, right? Very cool. And um, I, I think, I actually want to ask you this. I, it's more of an opinion. How do we, um, how do we disconnect from the wrong person at like, like say, hey, we're, um, we're at a network event, yeah. we're chatting, and it's like, the t- the, uh, our time has run its course, yeah. but we both don't know how to do that. Yeah. How would you segue onto um, moving on from someone that you're maybe not making a connection with? Yeah. Well, Peter, it's been great to chat with you. I'm going to go meet a few more people. Talk to you later. As it, easy as that. It can't be that easy. People always no go. Way. Yeah, <laughs> people always go to events, and uh, <coughs> the whole purpose is there to meet more people. And I've never ever found someone take offense to. I'm going to go meet some more people. Yeah. That's what you go to a networking event for, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as long as you say, hey, it was great to talk to you, exchange cards, whatever it may be, then you move on. Great piece of advice, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, you mentioned uh, one of your tips in there actually yeah. was one of my questions. It was my first one, but we just got into it. Mm. What's exciting right now? Like, I mean, everything seems exciting with you, but what is specifically exciting for you in your life? I just got engaged. Ah, that's right. That's right. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's so great. Yeah, it's awesome. I just got engaged and uh, other exciting things, being out in Livingston here. I love the community. love being able to come out here. It's a step up from uh, where I was before as an associate, now being a sales manager. Right. So yep. that's super exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm ready for summer. Summer over the past two years and even winter over the past two years, I've disconnected from doing things I enjoy. So this summer I'm going to be golfing again. Oh, really? I can golf in the morning. Cool, man. That's something I'm looking forward to. That's something that's exciting for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the future is exciting. For sure. That's cool. That's cool. Talk to me about um, who inspires you. Yeah. The biggest people who inspire me... And uh, I'm always staying open to this one, but immediately I have a friend growing up. His name's Jason. Okay. He had he was uh, diagnosed with really severe Crohn's when he was in high school, and he had to get his uh, he had to get 
I don't know what piece is removed, but his internal is removed, so he has a colostomy bag okay, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can imagine being in high school with a colostomy bag. Like, people don't understand that. They don't and they understand. They don't want to, like, yeah, at that age, right? Yeah, it's... and they're just, they don't, it's, there's no, I'm sure he was bugged and pestered his entire life starting from there. And he, he tells a story about he got it uh, right around exam time, so it gurgles and it makes noises, and everyone's looking around laughing, like, oh, what's wrong with you, blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's been able to just persevere through that, and you would never know. Right. It, although it's impactful, and there's lots of stuff I'm sure he's worked on, and he's still working on. He's one of those people who doesn't just get sucked down into, whoa, is me, you know what, life sucks, this happened to me, I can't do anything, I can't go on these trips, I can't, 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 blah, 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 blah. So he's one of the most... Um, influential for me my mom as well she's got uh, some pretty severe autoimmune diseases okay and then other people than that i've taken a really big focus lately on people who've just been able to build successful businesses and lives and be able to ex- just have a team around them have that community build it be able right. to take off go on vacation and there's a, a number of them in that aspect but the first two are the ones that resonate the most cool yeah cool how about yourself i i uh just first of all i think that's great because it's um it uh they're people that are super close to you not yeah. just you know from a book or something like yeah. that right i mean we get inspiration every day but yeah. those are roots those are inspirational roots right um yeah i mean something similar i'd say really my wife yeah. my wife is a, a huge inspiration she's um, basically doing everything I still want to do nice. when it comes to the community and, yeah. uh, and career wise. I always yeah. said that she's in, she's in birth services, so she's a doula, um, but she works with midwives and things like that too. And, um, but she's like, she's fulfilled. I see that. Like yeah. anytime there's a meeting late yeah. at night, she puts in 14 hour days. She doesn't care cause she's, yeah. she's with her community. It's not, like, oh, it's, meeting. It's not a job. Yeah. Right? Like it's that lifestyle that she's wanted, but it, it helps, it pays. Like yeah. it, 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 you know, it's her career. So there's an element I've always been trying to find that still within yeah. real estate. Yeah. Cause real estate's a lonely game. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be. I'm learning now that I joined Redline and things like that, but, um, it's five, I'm five years in, mm. obviously still learning. And, uh, but that's it. There's a huge element of like, it's yeah. been so lonely for so long you know that you need to get that community so she's like she inspires me because she's she's doing it she's like yeah. everything you said she's kind of living that lifestyle but also fulfilled with yeah. who she's helping and and what she wants to do right so oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah she's she's a huge one for me but on the opposite side of that like uh, even podcasting and things like yeah. that i really like jocko wilnick right now oh, yeah. and he's like a former navy seal 100% and, responsibility yeah but have you, have you heard of him though i've heard of him yeah so but there's an element of that he takes those fundamentals um, from what he's learned in the SEALs to business. So like it's like you know there's a way you can take like unattach Unattach is one of those things he says when it when we get emotional about our business and mm. something's happening yeah. that we can't control. And I always like, um, I guess I get emotional because I care. Yeah. But you need to like, I, I like that. Like, there's a time where it's like, okay, it's just business. You got to like unattach so yeah. you can not ruin the day with your family and daughters over yeah. this thing, right? So there's an element I really like him right now. And there's some staples like Gary Vaynerchuk. I go through yeah. for um, little tidbits here and there. And yeah. and I think it's like you got to learn to. Um, it's funny there's a back and forth with this because I, I say you should pick and choose yeah. like when it comes I love Grant Cardone yeah. uh, sales guy out of the states but there's a lot of his stuff I'm like I would never say that to someone like I could like that's that's very salesy that's very yeah. not who I am but there's other things with principles and other things that he says I'm like that's spot on man like that's that's you know yeah. so I think there's an element you should 
get they out of your comfort zone. And, yeah, but those are a few for me. I mean, yeah. that I, I kind of rotate through right now. Yeah. You know, that, that keeps doing that. So, um, who do you want to inspire? Yeah, that's a hell of a question. Who do I want to inspire? Does it matter? I think the easy I think the easy answer is just to go back to people who are on a similar path as me. I mean, mm. people who grew up without being able to create a lot of connections, being able to create a lot of community in their life and being able to help those people ultimately create more connection. Yeah. And uh I mean, but do you even want to inspire? I guess is another question yeah. too. Like, is that? Yeah, I. You know what? The biggest compliment to me is is when someone says that uh, I'm very polarizing on a topic. I don't want to be the person who's just a six and has you know a wishy washy viewpoints and doesn't stand too far on one side of the fence mm. or the other. Um, I do want to be a person who people are going to be like, you know what, that dude, F that dude. I don't like him. And then there's going to be other people who are like, wow, Calvin's an amazing person. I love what he's out there talking about. I love what he's out there spreading. So that for me is the ultimate compliment. So there is, there's definitely the inspiring people um, is a huge part of it. And to say the direct person, I don't know if I truthfully have that per se. And it's probably something I can be working on more. That's up to you, I think, yeah. right? Like that's, uh, I think that's why I like that question because it's, um, you know, some people have that focus. It's like, no, I'm doing yeah. this because I want to do it for other people. Yeah. But, you know, on the other side too, do you, you don't really have to. Yeah. In a way, like do you really have to inspire other people? Yeah, I guess thinking into it deeply, a little bit more deeply, is I love to talk to people who just think they're stuck. They're like, I took this in college, I'm, I'm in here, I hate it, blah, 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 blah. Nothing fires me up more than hearing someone get all stuck in the negative that I care about. And just being able to say, you know what, well, that's up to you. You know what, you can make a change out of this. And giving people some actionable stuff and then also the motivation and just leading by example. I went to college for two years for instrumentation. I came out, I was five years in, I was making lots of money. I was one of the, the top people with the only designation in the world. And I pulled the plug on it. And people look at me thinking, you know what, that guy's crazy. And then there's other people who are like, that guy did what I want to do. Right. That's amazing. So but I can't kind of thing. Yeah, right? I can. Yeah. It's like, no, but you can. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's definitely the type of person for sure. Awesome. Talk to me about some squirrels, man. Yeah. <laughs> so where this is coming from is I absolutely love squirrels. And I would say my, my attraction to squirrel as an animal compared to all the other animals out there is just to see the energy. And you know what? I am a bit of a lover of chaos as well. Squirrels, you know, you can, you can never really predict them. <laughs> and right. so, you know, what? It, it does come a bit from the chaos perspective, but I just think that as an animal, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that closely mirrors me a little bit, although okay. it can be dangerous at times. But, uh, yeah, I just, I love squirrels for their more, just their unpredictability. They're energetic all the time. They get shit done, you know? And I had to ask because a little backstory, we met last week and we're chatting and he just, you threw that, you know, you mentioned about how you're, uh, you know, you're going to ask your, your now fiance to, to marry you and that you got the cake. Um, and you mentioned, uh, what was her favorite animal? Sorry. It was a ladybug, a ladybug and a yeah. squirrel. And you just said you loved them. And then it was a couple of days ago, I was doing the questions yeah. and I'm walking my dogs and I saw this squirrel and he's like, he's like Spider-Man on the fence, you know, he's like all sideways and he's on top of yeah. it. He's like, and then it just made me think of that. I wanted to know, I thought there was, those were some of the reasons right yeah like, and i guess there's no fear to them as well right like they'll climb up a wall they'll fall off a they tree scale, they'll, man. they jump they'll like jump. 30 feet from building to building they're like the original parkour yeah <laughs> right like. totally and i think that's inspiring right a lot of the time we can look at <coughs> pull a squirrel into our life look at that squirrel he just jumped from tree to tree he wasn't necessarily sitting there thinking oh what if i fall he's like screw it whatever if i fall 
I'll figure it out and just, right. I'm going to get from this tree to the next mm. and linking that back into some of our life stuff. It's like, you know, what? a lot of the time we're crippled by the fear of what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, I challenge anyone listening to this right now, think about something they want to get done, some goal they have. I bet the first things that pop into mind is oh, you know what? These are challenges. These are the failures. These are some of the setbacks. And although that stuff is important, I think it overrules our thoughts way too much. Right. Right. Oh, overrules the thoughts to the point of inaction. Yeah, for sure. Like d- uh, disabling. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's easy to sit there and it, it have the initial enthusiasm off the start of, oh, wow, we can make this happen. And it's so it's so fueled by emotion. And then we get back into the logic part of our mind thinking, oh, OK, now I should think this through from front to back. Listen to every cliche entrepreneur quote out there. Jump out of an airplane, build a parachute on the way down. Not that I necessarily like that one, but people get what I'm saying. <laughs> right. It's not, okay, I'm going to calculate every single thing in advance. It's, no, you're going to get punched in the face. The Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And right. I think that, that stuff is so important for people. If, the, if you want to make a change, I mean, if you're fine where you are, that's great, but you're probably not listening to this. Mm. If you want to move to that next level, you're going to have to take the squirrel leap. Right. You know, yeah. live squirrely. I was actually going to start live a company squirrely. one time too called Live Squirrely. Okay. It was more of a party brand, but also a philosophy of, yeah, follow kind of follow the lead of the squirrel. You know what? Take the risks. Be energetic. Go out there. Get things done. That's, Hide your nuts. Yeah, right. Yeah. From the wrong people. <laughs> store them for the winter. <laughs> Ooh. Store them for the winter. Yeah. Smart thinking forward. Right. Right. <laughs> The, the, the squirrel just keeps getting better and better for me. I'm starting to love the squirrel. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's really great. So um, I guess what are some of the biggest challenges you're having right now? Yeah, biggest challenges right now. Uh, Motivation is always one. Um, one. One thing I struggle with. So Homes by Abby Livingston being out here selling homes. I have a publishing company as well. It's not full time, but it is something I want to keep building. Um, I just got engaged. I'm working on creating better relationships in my life with my family. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And there's not really that much time in a day. Right. And I'm in gym as well. I just was telling you when uh, we first saw each other that, hey, I haven't been in the gym for two weeks. I made it happen today. So that's one of my struggles is um, dedicating enough time to each one of these areas. But truthfully, I know, I know what I need to do. Um, there's a great journal that I love. It's called, it's not the five-minute journal. It's a productivity planner. You don't need a productivity planner to do it. But it's as simple as sitting down on a Sunday looking over well we'll start let's say you're starting this sunday start on a sunday you list 10 things you want to get done that would make you feel great that week right it's typically from categories like physical it's typically from categories like money career um, emotional spiritual whatever we want to pull together Um, pick some of those that resonate with you then write down hey these are 10 things i'd feel amazing getting done this week and then just take an active effort on it Hmm. sit down on the morning of and say or even the not the morning of, do it the night before so you're prepared in the morning and, or at least this, this is what works for me. I always caveat with that. I sit down at night and say, these are the three things I'm going to get done tomorrow that would make me feel amazing. If I get these other three things done, I'll feel even better. Cool. So I focus on getting three things done in a day and that for me is really what carries that progress and can get me, get that momentum ball rolling. If I don't do that, I wake up in the morning, groggy, I have my coffee, not a morning person, I'm thinking what the hell am I supposed to do today? I know there's a bunch of important stuff. Okay, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I drop the ball and I don't get things done. Whereas if I take an active effort to it to say, hey, this is what I want to get done. I'm going to get it done. It's amazing. Just try one week. Try one week of writing these things down night before 
top three things you're gonna get done the next day and see what you get done it's amazing yeah so that that for me the biggest challenge is just being uncoordinated not necessarily having a plan and when i can connect all those pieces and it's it's new too every single thing i'm doing is new yeah this real estate it's pretty new learning a lot there i mean never ran a company before we've been doing it for a year and a half now learning a lot but there's still a lot new to learn of course and there's a lot in a day so those are probably my biggest challenges would be um just knowing what to do in a day and getting stuff done. Like time and, management kind of thing almost. Yeah, yeah. time management. And uh, I talk about his picnic, picnic baskets and snares in my book is setting myself up for a win. If I wake up in the morning and I haven't looked at things I want to get done in the day, it's a snare. I get stuck in my day. Whereas if I sit down the night before, I focus on, hey, these are the three things I want to get done. I can schedule it in at eight in the morning, um, at two in the afternoon at this time. Well, that's setting myself up to win. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that, like, because one thing I've learned from you, um, I guess inherently just from making meetings with you, is that when we get confirmed, you send me the email invite. Like, you, yeah. you, it, it's booked then. And I really like that because no one can forget. It's yeah. easier to reschedule if we need to. It's there, but the reminder's there too. Because yeah. everything you just said is, is things I have challenges with too, is that I go through these phases of, uh, if I got it written down, it, it, it's not a problem, you know? There's a bit of uh, forgiveness if you don't check all the boxes in the day, but there's, there's, a, uh, there's tasks at hand. There's something to, to be living for, if you will, right? And yeah. I've recently been uh, letting the, the day rule me. Mm. You know, it's like the day's gone before I'm like, you know, you had the cup of coffee and I'm like, it's like 3.30, <laughs> you know? Like, it just happens fast. There's not a lot of time, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a similar challenge, I guess. Yeah, it's huge. And I, I will 100% own it that I've dropped the ball a few times over the last month or over the last two months. Yeah. And why I dropped the ball is because I wasn't organized. I wasn't thinking about this stuff. And that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, any sort of high performance, I own it for sure. Interest in high performance, you as well. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's looking to do bigger things, it's not going to be easy and it's going to take some time. It's going to take some systems. Yeah. People who have it easier are just kind of sitting back and they coast throughout their day. I mean, if people listening to this podcast again, I'm sure they're not listening to it because they're just hanging out on the couch and that's all they want to do. They want to get stuff done in their life. They want to create connections. They want to move forward. It's, it takes time and it takes effort and it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. But it's worth it, right? It's on the other side. Absolutely. Well, this has been great, man. I got one more question for you, but first of all, just want to acknowledge you. Thank you so much Thanks for joining me. me today. And uh, just, I mean, I knew there was going to be a huge value there, but again, it's um, it's honest, real value that yeah. I think, like you said, like a lot of the, the listeners and even for myself, it's uh, when we go back and listen, there's so many takeaways. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Look forward to everything you're going to do in the future. Um, what's your favorite thing about Calgary? It's my favorite thing about Calgary, the river and paddleboarding in the summer. I love that river. The Bow River? Yeah. Yeah. I just think this community, I've traveled around the world and I've always thought, can I live here? Can I live here? Can I live here? I almost moved to Houston, like very seriously considering it. Really? Went down there. It's a concrete jungle. It's what we started this conversation off with. Design of communities really does matter. If there's concrete everywhere and there's no trees and everyone is closed in and they have their backyards and no one talks to each other, it's not a nice place to live. Right. Calgary is very open, although we're here in the winter, people are still riding their bikes and still running outside. Yeah. That riverway, that pathway is vibrant to me. It has energy. It has connection to it. Mm. And uh, yeah, I love, love paddleboarding down it. Super cool. What about you, my friend? Oh, my favorite thing? Um, 
I'd have to say, like, the people, man. The yeah. people right now, you know? Uh, it's the, the more I dive deeper into finding guests for the show and I put myself out there, I'm like, the city's doing, like, incredible things that you'd never know unless you kind of threw yourself out there, you yeah. know? So it really is. It's, it's, it's like this. Uh, it's this really great uh, foundation of building. Uh, like you said, you kind of you hit on a lot of those things. You have the concrete jungle. Yeah. You got the best of it all. You can make a major business out here and still get away and have the lifestyle that oh, yeah. you need, right? And and not uh, uh, not give up everything to kind of make the dreams happen here. Yeah, you know. So that's kind of what I like about it is the people. There's there's uh, it's lively, man. Yeah, and look you how know, the spirit here. And kudos to you for bringing people together and creating a community and caring enough and not just sitting on the couch thinking, hey, you know what? I have this thought for a cool podcast. You're actually getting it done. You're one of the few people who take action on their thoughts. I should, and like you said, it's like the, uh, <laughs> I feel like there should be more episodes, but it is. It's, uh, you know, you try and do your living in between that and, and make it work, but. And there's um, huge appreciation for what you're doing. I mean, was this 13th, 14th, 15th episode? 15th, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's look, like from the original. I got, I got even backwards. Hey, I'm going to do whoa, for a throwback. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. you got, you've done big things here. I want you to appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, yeah. totally. Yeah, no, I got more episodes, actually. Actually, right. Yeah. I, just, I let it go for like a year that I almost started mm. from one. Okay. And then I thought my previous episodes, they'll be good throwbacks. Yeah. You know, throwback Thursday kind of thing. Cause there's still, there's still value in the other ones. Oh, like yeah. that, right. So totally. Yeah. And so I want to encourage everyone to share this out, comment on it. I mean, let's help, let's help build this with Peter. It's ultimately about community. It's about connection. Absolutely. I know I'll be sharing it. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook and let's continue this movement. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's like dead or something. Yeah. Okay, that was uh, the interview with Calvin. What a great guy. Literally one of the nicest guys I've ever ever met. And you know what? I always forget how tall that guy is. One thing I love about Calvin is he doesn't shake hands. He's a hugger, even from the get-go. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just got a great energy. And it's really cool knowing his backstory about how this wasn't who he always was. Because there's this assumption of, um, you know, when we meet someone now that it's kind of they've always always been this way and to know who he is now and who he was is you know total change but inspiring to to know that um change is possible and in, in a very positive way for people and uh and it was just really great having him on there i hope you guys really got a lot from this as much as i did and uh i really encourage you to check out his book life through the eyes of a smile you can get that on amazon or any of your major bookstores so um please check that out and uh, give some support to calvin simpson there uh thanks again for joining us and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you around the community.